This podcast contains graphic content and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, it's Kayla. It's Katie. And you're listening to Murder, Mayhem, and... (laughs) And what, Katie? (laughs) I forget to say it all the time. (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. We're just going to go with it. (laughs) We'll keep this one. Anyways, so what's been going on? Uh, I bought a sectional. You did. I bought a sectional. You did for your yeah. new apartment. I'm so excited. It's so soft. <laughs> Usually a four thousand. Uh, it was on manager special at Grand for thirteen ninety four. So heck yeah. I mean, that's that's a steal. That's a fucking steal. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, not not much of thing either. No. To be honest. No. Um. So yeah. Started watching Game of Thrones. She has. That has been. Mikey and I have got her into Game of Thrones. Oh my God. I don't know why I didn't watch it for so long. I don't know. I feel either. stupid. I mean, Mikey and I didn't get into it till like pretty late. Yeah. And I think Mikey said like when season six ish came out, y'all started yeah. watching it. And so like it was pretty, it was pretty late in the series and we felt stupid too. We're I mean, like, it's been out for how long and I've like, I've always passed it and I've been like, mm-hmm. oh, it looks interesting, but it's intimidating. To go at a show that has, like, all of the seasons out already. Mm-hmm. And there's so many seasons and, like, the episodes are long. And so you're like, shit. Like, <laughs> I have so much to learn. I have so much. Like, <laughs> But we almost finished the first season last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Dracarys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't know what that means yet. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so, on that note, we're going to go into our episode. There's one thing I haven't done, and that's go on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Have you? You've never been on a cruise, mm-hmm. have you? No. Yeah, neither have I. And I've always wanted to, but the case I am going to tell today makes me second guess mm-hmm. doing that. It really does. Um, and it just goes to show you that even in the most innocent situations, such as vacation, such as spending time with your family, things can take a turn very quickly. Vacation in the Caribbean, on a cruise ship, relaxing, dancing. That's what the Bradley family was anticipating when they walked on board on the Royal Caribbean International Cruise in March of 1998. What they didn't see coming and what no one really could ever anticipate was that their nice family vacation turning into their worst nightmare. Amy Lynn Bradley was a 23-year-old living in Chesterfield, Virginia. She is the oldest daughter of Iva and Ron Bradley. She has a younger brother, Brad Bradley, whom she was very close with. Mm -hmm. Amy had a lot going for her in 1998. She had gotten her own apartment and was attending Longwood University with plans to get her master's in sports psychology. 
Amy was really athletic. She played five different sports in high school. Damn. Yeah. She lettered in all of them. Holy shit. Yeah. And she was also a swim team coach. So, did, like... Did she sleep? Uh, yeah. Right. Did she sleep in high school? Yeah. She Probably needed not. A, she needed a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Despite being someone who loved to swim and who had been swimming all of her life, Amy was apprehensive to go on a cruise ship when the family got the opportunity through her dad's work. That's a whole different world, though, than swimming in a pool versus... Yeah, I mean... You in the ocean now. It's a huge boat. And it made her nervous. It make me, it makes me nervous thinking about it yeah. you know, a little bit. It's just, yeah. However, she wasn't going to pass up going on vacation with her family. March 21st, 1998, the Bradleys board the Royal Caribbean cruise called Rhapsody of the Seas. Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Rap, rap, city, bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <sighs> Continue. <laughs> uh, that's funny. The boat set sail out of Puerto Rico. The Bradleys were having a great time the first couple of days. Everyone was happy and enjoying themselves. And on March 23rd, the ship stops on an island called Oranyasad, Aruba. The family spent the day exploring the island before getting back on the ship for dinner. After dinner, there was a party on the upper deck, which the family went to. There was music and dancing and even limbo, which Brad, Amy's brother, won that night. So, good cool. for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty short. I think I could do pretty well at limbo. You could probably just walk under most of them without even decking. Okay, shut up. Reach a top shelf. I, rem- <laughs> <laughs> I remember, though, like, there's a, there a place in Kingsport called, there was, called Skate City. Did you ever go when you were a kid? Mm-mm. Yeah, um, and I remember, and I wasn't that great on on the skates. Like, literally broke my arm skating once, and they would do limbo on skates. Yeah, and yeah, that wasn't it. I couldn't do that. <laughs> like, I was just trying to keep myself. I can't up. skate either. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, during the party, the ship starts to head towards Curacao, which is off the coast of Venezuela, mm-hmm. and they started heading towards there around like one a.m. Mm-hmm. After Amy's parents called it a night, Amy and Brad decide to head to the ship's 24-hour dance club to hear the house band. And when I heard 24-hour dance club, I was like, dang, that literally party never stops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amy and Brad spend the rest of the night dancing and drinking and just having a good time. Brad decides to head back to the room around 4 a.m. with Amy not too far behind him. Once they get back to the room, they both sit out on the balcony for a short time before Brad decides to go to bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Amy was still pretty awake and told Brad that she was going to continue to hang out on the balcony. Ron Bradley, Amy's dad, gets up around 5.30 a.m., just as the ship was about to dock in Curacao, to, and he found his daughter still relaxing on the balcony. Ron decides to lay back down for about 20 minutes. When Ron wakes up again, Amy is no longer on the balcony. Of course, Ron doesn't think much of this at first. Mm-hmm. He was thinking she went to the upper deck to get some coffee or to take pictures, whatever. However, when he goes up there himself, Amy is not there. Ron starts looking for her around the ship. He searches for her for more than an hour before alerting his wife that he cannot find Amy. Mm -hmm. And at this point, he's a little frantic. Ron and Iva go and search for their daughter, just as the ship has arrived in Curacao. And the ship's passengers are about to leave for the day. Mm-hmm. Ron and Iva beg the ship's captain to not let anyone off the boat so that they can account for everyone and search for their daughter. You know, there's probably like around, 
I would think like 2,000 people right, or so boat. on I this mean, there's boat. there's going to be thousands. Tons of people. So I could see why they wouldn't want anybody off because off like that's just too many people to... They have to, like, you could do a head count. And, and that's the thing, like, if she's, if they're on this cruise, really, in my mind, there's, like, two major circumstances that would come to my mind when, if someone disappeared, which would be, they fell off the side of the boat mm-hmm. into the ocean, or someone took them. Yeah. And it's not like you can drive away in a car or something, like, what if she's exactly. in someone's room? Like Exactly. So, that's why they didn't want anybody to be right, let off to the leave. boat. Yeah. The captain agrees to search for Amy. But refuses to make an announcement or to keep people on the ship. So, you know, not to inconvenience anybody that was on the cruise well, or whatever. I can hate that, but what if it was your kid? I, exactly. Like, it, you know, I might be on vacation, but if someone's child is missing, even if it's an, you know, an adult, like, inconvenience me a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, inconvenience me. Someone's missing. If someone's missing, period. <laughs> yeah, like, inconvenience me. Yeah. Because I would want someone to say the same thing if it was my child. Right. You know? Just a few minutes later, passengers are getting off the ship and heading onto the streets of Curacao. Frustrated, but with no other choice, the Bradleys start searching the ship once again. Ron, Iva, and Brad comb through everywhere they could, but come up empty-handed once more. The captain also explains to the Bradleys that they searched every nook and cranny on the ship, but did not locate Amy. The captain suggested that maybe Amy fell overboard, which is a logical scenario to consider. Right. You know, that would probably be the first thing to pop up in my mind, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, like, oh, she was sitting out on that balcony was the last place you saw yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Did she slip and fall? Exactly. Did she? Was she sitting out there? Did she fall asleep? Like, mm-hmm. However, that didn't really make sense to the Bradleys because, for one, Amy refused to go up to the railing of the balcony. Like, you know, she was apprehensive to get on that this big boat in the middle of the ocean. Right. And so she was like, I'm not going to go up to the railing. You know, I'm going to keep my distance. Mm-hmm. And also, she was an excellent swimmer. You know, she had been swimming all her life and she was a swim coach. But for me, it doesn't really matter how good of a swimmer you are if you've been drinking. You know, if you hit the water a certain way, like that high up, it's like hitting hitting concrete. Yeah, like it's there's, your... There's no... And if you get swept up under the boat, under like the boat, it's just yeah. if there's a riptide, like there's just some some situations that just like I said earlier, it's not a pool. This is the ocean. This yeah, is a whole yeah, game. it's a whole different ball game. Like it's it doesn't matter how good of a swimmer you are, right? You know, it it really doesn't. Um, there are good skiers out there, but if an avalanche comes, there's there's not much they can do. Mother Nature's you know? a bitch. Yeah, like. she is. <laughs> so that's that's one theory, right? That she did just fall over on the side. Um, but like I said, the Bradleys don't don't think that happened. Mm-hmm. Some crew members suggested that maybe Amy jumped from the ship, committing suicide. And the Bradleys were adamant that Amy would not have done that, like on purpose. She had a lot to look forward to in her life. A lot going on for her. Plus, she had recently gotten an English bulldog, something she had always wanted. Right. She had things to go home to. She had plans. They just didn't think that was a that was plausible. And also, she didn't. She was scared and nervous to get onto the ship in the first place. Why would she go onto the ship and then kill herself? Yeah. So that, that just, makes no sense. That didn't add up. Yeah, definitely. It's five thirty in the evening at this point, and the Bradleys get off the ship to go and search for her on the island. Because if she's not on the ship and they don't think she went overboard, some thought she could be in Curacao. Mm-hmm. 
And I can't imagine how frustrated and just helpless the Bradleys felt. Because yes, it's a large ship, but it's still a ship. There are only so many places she could have gone. Like you said, she couldn't have gotten in a car and driven off like her set, you know, herself. Like I I could see that being extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. And for them to just get off the ship and go search Curacao was also very hard because it's like it's hard to leave the last place they saw Amy. Right. And they had four hours to search for Amy before the ship took off again. While their fellow passengers are exploring and shopping and enjoying the beach, the Bradleys are trying to get in touch with authorities, trying to get help in a foreign country. And I'm just getting anxiety just thinking about all that chaos. Mm -hmm. The FBI do get involved, but they were not going to be able to get to the Bradleys for another 24 hours. So the Bradleys had to make the awful decision to either get back on the ship or stay on the island. And the Bradleys ultimately decide to stay on the island and search for Amy. While they are waiting for the FBI, the FBI calls them and tells them that they had been in contact with the ship. They learned that the crew members did not search the ship like they told the Bradleys. They searched the common areas. They searched the bathrooms. They did not search every nook and cranny like they said. Which is extremely frustrating for many reasons. I mean, Why they, lie? they search, yeah, they search the places that the Bradleys probably already searched. You needed you to know? do the, go to the places that they can't go. Exactly. The bedrooms. The rooms. Thank you. And go like, search the rooms. And under, the, you know, on the, the bottom of the boat, you know, like, like in like maintenance areas of exactly. the ship. Exactly. Like, yeah. What? Why lie? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they, they probably searched places the, the Bradleys had already searched. And then on top of that, the Bradleys are in Curacao when they may have needed to actually be on the ship. On the ship. Once the FBI reaches the Bradleys in Curacao, they hop on a plane to an island called St. Thomas, which was the ship's next stop. They wanted to confront the captain, and the FBI wanted to search the ship themselves. Amy's mom basically told the captain that he lied to her. He didn't search the ship like he said, and it would behoove him to let the FBI search the ship. Yeah, you got a pissed off mama now. Yeah. Ooh. So on March 26th, the FBI did an actual thorough search of the ship. They took a picture of Amy around to all the crew members to see who remembered her or if anyone remembered seeing her the night she disappeared. While the FBI is conducting their search, two girls who look to be about college age stop the Bradleys in the hallway and they're pretty panicked. Like they're like they're frantic and they're panicked. They had been trying to find the Bradleys to tell them that they had seen Amy with one of the band members the night she went missing. Mm. The two girls claimed that around 5.45 a.m., they saw Amy head back to the all-night dance club with the house band's bass player, Alistair Douglas. They seen her come up from the elevator to the floor of the party. When she gets off the elevator, Alistair is right behind her. Amy's brother then remembered seeing Amy dancing earlier that night with Alistair. And there's actual, like, video footage of the two dancing together, so there's no denying that the two had met. Right. But what's weirder is that while the Bradleys were doing that initial search for Amy, that, like, early morning, Mm -hmm. Alistair had stopped Brad and said, Hey, man, I'm sorry to hear about your sister. And the only people who knew she was missing at that time was Amy's family and the captain and his security team. So, obviously, the FBI wants to talk to Alistair. Uh, yeah. He's the last person to be seen with Amy alive. When the FBI questioned Alistair, they asked him how he knew about Amy missing. 
He changed his story and said he didn't know anything about Amy's disappearance. Alistair was then given a polygraph. And I've seen a couple of sources say different things about the results. Some say he passed and some say the results were inconclusive. Either way, it wasn't enough to detain him. Mm -hmm. And this next piece of information I'm going to share made the hair on my arm stand up. So, you know how cruise ships will take professional photos of people on the cruise and then sell them? Mm-hmm. Well, the FBI wanted to see all of those pictures, especially the ones of Amy. Mm-hmm. They soon realized that all of the pictures of Amy had been lost, and hers were the only pictures that had been lost. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. No. 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 That, that's too weird. The that, only photo that you lost... Photos photos so multiple yes of anyone on this cruise ship was her yeah the one who went missing that is not an accident Mm -hmm. and i think it's one of the most solid pieces of evidence that we have that something sinister happened to amy yeah i mean out of all the things i'm gonna say like there are some there's good evidence all the way around but that that's a red flag major yeah And also, like, they never could figure out who removed the photos. They never figured that out. After the FBI finishes conducting their investigation on the ship, the Bradleys get off the ship on March 28th and fly home. Without Amy, without knowing where she was or what happened to her, and also without any suspects in custody. That would be extremely difficult. Yeah, like, I can't even imagine how heavy their hearts were. Mm -mm. You know, that's just unimaginable. And just having to leave and just go home. Mm Mm-hmm. But going home did not mean giving up. Once home, the Bradleys got their community involved. They got the media involved. They got Amy's face out there. And they also put out a $200,000 reward for any information that could lead to Amy's safe return. Even with the reward, though, nothing really came of it. It was at this point on April 21st that Ron and Brad fly back to Curacao. They go back to where it all began, really. Mm Mm-hmm. They get down there and hit the ground running as far as handing out flyers and talking to locals. And they learn something new from all of their work. A taxi driver approaches Ron and Bradley once he had seen the flyer, telling them that he had seen and spoken to Amy on the morning she disappeared. The taxi driver was parked near the dock when the boat arrived. I guess, you know, because he, he, you know, taxi drivers kind of knew people were going to have to have rides around the island. So they were kind of parked near there. Money grab for them. Exactly. He said she came up to his car pretty scared and frantic, asking him where the nearest telephone was. He said, I'll never forget her green eyes. This tip rejuvenates their pol- their belief that Amy was still on that island. They just had to find her. Mm-hmm. They looked high and low for Amy. And about four days in, Brad hears Amy call his name. And he's so sure it was her. You know, she had a distinct voice. Like, you just know... That's your sister. That's your sister, you know? Yeah. And he's so sure it was her that when he hears it, him and his dad turn their vehicle around and start chasing a van that he believes the voice came from. They follow him down side roads and alleyways, and they eventually catch up to him. But unfortunately, Amy was not in that van. So either Brad was just so desperate to find his sister that his brain conjured up hearing her voice Mm -hmm. or they followed the wrong car. Mm -hmm. They spend a week in Curacao before deciding to come home again without Amy. On their way back from Curacao, they had a layover in Miami, Florida. 
During their layover, Iva calls Ron to tell him that they have found a body off the coast of Curacao. Mm. A female body with brown hair. And I had watched a documentary on this case. It was on an episode of Vanished, which is hosted by Beth Holloway. And yes, that is Natalie Holloway's mother. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to actually tell you in a little bit how Natalie Holloway's case and Amy Lynn Bradley's case are connected in a way. Mm -hmm. They're kind of related to one another. Mm -hmm. Anyways, in that episode is where I got a lot of my information for this case. And in the interview that Beth had with, um, with Amy's parents, Amy's dad said that when they landed back in Chesterfield, it was pretty windy and he wasn't a huge fan of flying. But after learning about the body they found, he wouldn't have cared if the plane had went down. And as a parent, I can imagine that's how I would feel mm -hmm. as well. Just so defeated and heartbroken. However, after 24 hours, the Bradleys learned that the remains were not Amy's. The remains were actually male. A year goes by, and the Bradleys are still continuously searching for Amy. Searching for answers. They're still doing interviews, keeping the media involved. When they get a call from a man named David Carmichael. David was a Canadian businessman on vacation in Curacao about five months after Amy went missing. He had been scuba diving one day and was on the beach cleaning his equipment off when he sees a woman walking down the beach with two men flanking her. He goes back to what he was doing and talking with the group he was with when all of a sudden the woman rushes towards him, presumably because she heard him speak English. David could tell she was trying to distance herself from the men following her. She was about to speak to David, but before she could, the two men grabbed her and pulled her into a cafe. That didn't sit right with David. Mm -mm. So he followed them. And when he went inside the cafe, he sees Amy, who we're presuming was Amy. David watches her and notices she has a scar on her left shin. And she's also trying her best to point out tattoos to him. She had a Tasmanian devil on her shoulder blade. And so does Amy. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. The Bradleys are floored by this. And what makes it even more credible is that the man said he had no interest in their reward. He just saw Amy on the news and wanted to tell them that he was absolutely sure Amy right. was the girl he saw in her He Curacao. just wanted to try to help. Yeah, he was 100% sure of it. Mm -hmm. He said, not 99%. I'm 100% sure that was Amy. I mean, how many people would have that tattoo? Exactly. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Local police searched the area, but of course, this was months ago. So there was no sign of Amy. Mm -hmm. David Carmichael's story confirmed for the Bradleys that Amy had been kidnapped and that Amy was being controlled by someone who they, they didn't know. A few months later, the Bradleys are contacted by a private investigator, Frank Jones, who says that he is sure that Amy was kidnapped and her captors are part of a human trafficking ring in the Caribbean. It definitely sounds like trafficking. Yeah. He believes that Amy has was forced into sexual slavery. Frank was in special forces in the military. He was very knowledgeable and had the resources to bring Amy home. But operations like these take time and they take money. Right. But the Bradleys would do anything to bring their child home. So they used some of the money that they got, like, that was donated mm -hmm. to help the operation. Right. The Bradleys would do whatever it took and pay whatever money Absolutely. it took. Absolutely. Frank was with his team in Curacao for over a year trailing Amy. They went to bars and brothels and were able to conclude that Amy was alive. He sent in a picture of what he believed to be Amy. Same body structure, same tattoos, 
but the shot he got was only like the back of her head. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get one of her face. But the Bradleys were convinced, just like Frank, that that was their Amy. That was their daughter. On September 22nd, 1999, Frank had gathered enough evidence and him and his team were making plans to rescue Amy. The operation, however, was going to be costly with the manpower and the resources. Mm -hmm. Frank informed the Bradleys that he needed at least 100K to get the job done. The Bradleys ended up borrowing money from Ron's boss. His boss was basically like, you know, let's get this thing done. Let's bring Amy home. Right. But before he would hand over that kind of money, he wanted someone to go down to Curacao to check out the operation and make sure it was legit. I mean, I would have too. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that is a lot of money. And, and I don't blame him. I would. I probably would have too. Ron's boss sends Tim Buckles, who was a security contractor, to Curacao. It was someone he trusted. When Tim gets there, it only takes him a few hours to discover that all Frank had been doing was partying and drinking away the Bradley's money. Motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He had absolutely nothing going on that concerned Amy in any way. Frank wasn't in special forces or anything like that. He was just a con artist. The photos that were supposedly of Amy were fake. The t those tattoos were literally stencils that they put on some random woman. Motherfucker. He conned over $200,000 from the Bradleys. The Bradleys were devastated, not only because they weren't getting their daughter back, but also because they had wasted precious time and resources. Mm -hmm. You know, people like Frank can honestly rot in hell. Absolutely. Uh, you prey on a family who is going through a literal nightmare, and you make it worse? What the fuck, fuck is wrong with you? Fuck you, Frank. Fuck you, Frank. Yeah. Fuck you, Frank. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're a literal scum of the earth for that. Mm-hmm. Frank is arrested and charged and ultimately found guilty of mail fraud and is sentenced to five years in order to repay every penny. Fuck yeah. Which he absolutely should. But how can you get back that time? You, you can't. can't. You can't. You can't get back those two years wasted on Frank's... Bullshit scheme. Yeah, bullshit. And, and that's what's so devastating about the, the situation. Mm-hmm. The Bradleys feel like they're starting over at this point, but it wasn't too long before they get another lead. And this lead, Katie, makes me almost as upset as I am with fucking Frank. Great. January 1999, a Navy petty officer had been to a brothel in Curacao when he claims to have encountered Amy. She recognized him like as an American, mm -hmm. that he was speaking English. Amy comes up to him and tells him that, you know, tells, tells him her name. And said that she was being held against her will and she asked for help. And then right when she did that, someone motioned her away. Unfortunately, the officer kept that information to himself. Great. Because he didn't want to get in trouble. Oh my because God. Because as a, you know, naval officer, he's not supposed to be in a brothel. So he told no one until he retired and he contacted the Bradleys through their website. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if that was your daughter? Mm -hmm. What if that was your daughter? Yeah. And you found out that because someone didn't want to get in trouble with their job, and I understand that it's the military and it's harsher punishment, but this is someone's child, someone's sister, someone's friend mm -hmm. that is missing and been missing. You said that you encountered her. She told you all this information and that she needed help. She asked you personally to help her. And because you wanted to save your own ass... You said not shit till you got out so you couldn't have your ass in trouble. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just such a messed up situation. I hope that he lives with the way every day he and Frank, that because of what they did and did not do, mm-hmm. that her life, if she was ever killed, and all of the things that she's going to have to go through and that have that she's gone through, part of that's on them for not doing shit or lying. Yeah, like so, I get not wanting to be in trouble, but at the end of the day... What he, if that was your fucking kid? Yeah. I mean, and someone did that to you and didn't help your fucking child. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, he could have, he could have probably like had gotten in contact with him anonymously or something. Could have, you know, like something. So, anyways, four years pass and Amy is still not found. It's 2005 and a woman named Judy Maurer was in a department store in Barbados. She goes to the restroom and while she's in the stall, she hears a woman and like two men come in. And they're arguing and they're like threatening this woman. And Judy gets pretty like scared and like kind of puts her feet up on the toilet. Yeah. So she, so she's not seen Mm -hmm. because she's obviously witnessing something she she shouldn't shouldn't be be witnessing. After a few minutes, the men leave and Judy exits the stall, but realizes that she is still not alone and that a woman is standing there looking pretty like distraught. And when she goes up to the woman, she realizes, like, this woman is hunched over, over the, the sink. And Judy asks what her name is. And the woman said she was from Virginia. And then she said, Amy. Amy from Virginia. Hmm. And a seconds later, the two men re-entered and forcibly removed Amy from the bathroom. And then also in 2005... The Bradleys were sent a very, like, disturbing email, and it contained two photographs of a woman, and the people who sent it to her, they, like, they're part of an organization that, like, attempts to track potential victims on sites, like sex trafficking sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and the photos depict a very, like, scantily clad woman, and she very much closely resembles Amy. Hmm. The woman in the pictures appear to be kind of despondent. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine how they felt getting those pictures. But her mom said, you know, if you squint and look at the pictures, you can tell it's Amy. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of where we're at. That's the last lead or tip that the family has gotten were those photos. So that was the last thing they ever got as far as, as far as I know, like leads and, and, and sightings of Amy. Mm-hmm. And so without any more leads or sightings, Amy was declared legally dead on March 24th, 2010. Right. So that's where we're at. I was reading some posts on like Reddit and stuff about this case to see what other people thought. And some people do really think that she fell overboard they think that amy you know she was on the deck and she had been drinking and she just fell over and then maybe you know like one user said her her dad heard her yell and maybe that's what woke him up Mm -hmm. after 20 minutes and he just doesn't realize it Mm -hmm. or you know because that was a very short amount of time for her to go missing Mm -hmm. you know um and then there are, but the, but the consensus, I think, opinion is that she was, um, involved in a sex trafficking, yeah, um, human trafficking ring. 
Um, I think with the suicide, it doesn't make sense with the pictures with me that went missing from the actual cruise ship itself. The photos that they take. If she fell or committed suicide, there was some sort of accident or it was intentional on her part. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was intentional. There's no reason for her, just her photos to be missing, though. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. That Mm -hmm. screams in my face something sinister. Yeah. And I just think all of these sightings of her with, you know, the tattoos and um, it's there's just too many things that can't be coincidental. And also vacations are a sex traffickers wet dream Mm -hmm. because you're on vacation. You're going to go do things out of your comfort zone. You don't know you know, the exact layout of an area or anything like that, especially if you're traveling to foreign places that you've never been before. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like us going to Florida or something for vacation. It's like they're going to these islands and stuff. That's perfect. You're not going to know your way around. Mm -hmm. You might stop and ask someone for help. And on a cruise ship where it's secluded like that, Mm -hmm. but you're stopping at these foreign places that you're going to be leaving the same day. I mean, that's perfect for them to just take someone. Right. And the the photos that were sent to the Bradleys, you know, those were found on on a website mm-hmm. for escorts, mm-hmm. and it was an escort site in the Caribbean. That too, you know. I, I just, I'm telling you, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't know the layout. You're not going to be there oh, that yeah, long sure. on a cruise ship, and your guards down because you're trying to relax on vacation. If if you know if Amy was taken off the ship, which there's a huge possibility. How, what I want to know is how, you know, like how, had to be someone, obviously, in my personal opinion, someone or multiple people were involved in this on the ship. I was also going to um, tell you how Natalie Holloway and Amy Bradley are connected. Mm -hmm. And so, like the day before, a couple of days before Amy went missing, these waiters come up to Amy's dad. They come up to her dad and they're like, where's, you know, asking where Amy is. And Amy's dad is, you know, why? Why do you want to know where Amy is? And they're like, oh, we want to take her to a restaurant. And the restaurant was called Carlos and Charlie's Club. And that was in Aranyastad, Aruba. Mm-hmm. That was the same restaurant that Natalie Holloway went missing from in 2005. Hmm. Yes. So they were wanting to take her to the same restaurant that Natalie went, like, disappeared from many years later. But still, like, I just feel like uh, maybe it's a red herring. I don't know. You know, but to me, that's just really odd and weird. And it's a very specific tie. Yeah, it is. Strange. Especially for two, like, open ended missing cases Mm -hmm. that we have no resolution to. Right. So, guys, let us know what you think happened to Amy in the comments. Yeah. I want to hear what you guys think. You know, if you think she did, unfortunately, fall overboard, um, or if you think it was more sinister, I think a lot of evidence points to the fact that it was Mm -hmm. sinister Mm -hmm. um, and that she was taken against her will. But, you know, I think at this point, the family, no matter what happened with Amy, the family deserved closure. And I hope that one day they will get that Mm -hmm. because they, every family deserves resolution and closure. 
it won't take the pain away, you know, or the tragedy of it all. But if they won't have to have constant questions swirling in Mm -hmm. their head as to what happened to their their child and their sister. Yep. And fuck Frank. And fuck Frank. Period. Absolutely. All right, guys. Next week, it'll be Katie's episode. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. We'd like to thank Mikey Kinley for audio and editing and our friend Avalyn Yulaberry for our cover art. Make sure to like and follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram is M3Podcast and you can find us on Facebook under the name of our podcast which is Murder, Mayhem, and Rillo. (laughs) 